Are you gay? Do you know someone who's gay? If you answered yes to either question, hi, I'm Parker, and this is Parker's Pointless Podcast, where every week I talk about some pointless thought that was floating around in my little noggin. These topics will range from pop culture, to film and television, to politics, and to things happening in my own personal life, all of which I am not qualified to speak on, but because I am gay and delusional, I find the confidence and conviction within me to speak as if I am a professional. On today's special holiday-themed episode, we are talking all things Independence Day and how to celebrate this day in a not spooky kind of way. Y'all know what I mean. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Parker's Pointless Podcast. You guys been new at this point. You know it's me. It's Parker, obviously. Hello. Back again. Happy July, everyone. Oh my gosh, this year is flying by. Crazy, you know? Crazy how time works. You know what I mean? Like, I know it kind of sounds stupid and silly, but like, time really does be flying. And especially when you're having fun, because I've been having so much fun with all of you guys doing this podcast. This is episode 18, you guys, which is kind of crazy because back in March, uh, when the podcast started, March 15th, I believe, was the first episode release. Like, who would have known? Who would have guessed? You know, obviously, this has been in the works for a while, but crazy, crazy, crazy. Happy July. Happy cancer season to all the cancers out there. I'm a cancer, so how you doing? Um, you know, happy sun is out month because it has been a long time coming. It has been gloomy, gloomy, gloomy in Southern California. If you are not from Southern California, sorry, can't relate, but it's been, it's finally, the sun is out. It's summer weather. Finally, we can go to the beach, have a good time. And thank God, because summer is the best time of year, in my opinion, except for when it gets like hundred plus, no, ma'am, it's, it's a no for me, but happy summer, you guys happy Monday. This episode is coming out July 3rd, Um, so day before 4th of July. This is going to be a 4th of July episode, as you guys saw from the title of this episode, Um, which all of y'all, if you know me, you know my thoughts on 4th of July. So we're going to get into it in this episode, of course. But before we get to that, I have a couple things to chat about with you guys first. So I've mentioned it before. I'm going to mention it again because a girl, and it's it's, it's a um, symbiotic deal I got going on here with you guessed it. Class pass. OMG. You guys, my link is going to be in the link for this episode. You guys will see it. Don't worry. Um, if you guys use my link, you get two weeks for free on class pass at the set amount of credits. Let me talk about it really fast because you guys this week I use class pass. I've been using class pass for a year. Live, laugh, love it. I get to try lots of new fitness classes that I would have never thought I would have tried just because they're available to me on the app. And you, you get a certain amount of credits. You get to shop around with them. You get to see certain classes that are available, different studios, some main brand studios like Mainstream, things like Berries and SoulCycle. And then there's also more like boutique fitness studios. So obviously, this is very dependent upon where you live because there's lots of different fitness studios in lots of different places. Um, class passes right here. Look how cute she is. Love her, love her, love her. Use my link, you guys, as I said before. It's not a code, it's a link. So you just use you click on my link and then it's a sign up like normal. But it'll register under my name as you've been influenced by me, which helps me out a lot. <laughs> because I have a deal going with class pass that I want to keep going, Diva, because I live it. I live, laugh, love it. But I took I take Pilates, I take cycling, I take boxing, I take lifting classes. 
of so many abundance of classes that I got to take because of ClassPass. And there's so many different options available, you guys. It is wonderful. And so many studios, so many different time slots. It's great. You get to explore. I highly encourage try just try it for the two free weeks. If you don't like it, you don't have to continue signing up. But if you do like it, like me, then you can become obsessed and get into that summer fitness vibe, baby, because I love to keep my body moving, moving and grooving. And, you know, it makes you feel confident and wonderful and happy. So get into ClassPass, you guys. The link for it will be in the description of this episode. Wherever you're watching this, it will be there. So if you're interested in it, if you have questions about it, you can just DM me and I will talk to you about it at great length because... If there's anything I can do, baby girl, let's talk, as we all know. So that's that on that. Um, let's see if there's anything else I had to talk about. I've met, I have multiple hot takes, you guys, so we're going to spend a good, a good chunk of time talking about that um, because I've just had so many things going through my little noggin. So first and foremost, this actually is a shout-out to Armando. My, if Mar- Armando, if you're listening to this, this is for you, baby girl, because I was talking to him about this and he said, you should talk about this on your podcast. So that's what I'm here to do today. So you guys, my life has been pretty wild the past couple months. Lots of things have been happening uh, from work to personal stuff, crazy things. So I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, my catalytic converter got stolen, you guys, which is kind of cuckoo bananas. If you live in Southern California, it happens, unfortunately, quite often, um, so get those covers, get those protector protectors for your catalytic converter because there are things you can buy to like cover them up so they're more difficult to steal. I'm not sure if they completely prevent it, but they make it a little bit more difficult. Anyways, so I was talking to my friend Armando. I was like, oh my gosh, girl, my life's been crazy. I have my catalytic converter stolen, which like honestly, go off. Like if you're going to steal, go for it. But like not for me. You know what I mean? I'm like... I'm I'm a broke young woman. I do not have the funds. I it, life's a struggle. I'm living paycheck paycheck to paycheck. So like girly girl, not for me. If you're gonna steal from someone, maybe the people who have a lot of extra money just hanging around, go for them. Because girl, I respect the hustle. I respect the grind. I respect the work that you're putting into doing accomplishing this task. But what I do have to say, it's not for me. I don't have the money, girl. I don't. I don't. So. Armando, that's a shout out to you, girl, because we had that conversation and I was, we were both giggling. So I had to bring it to the pod as well. So if you're going to steal, steal from someone who can afford it. Don't steal from me, girl, because I def- I certainly cannot. Okay. Also, if any of y'all out there who listen to this podcast, work at a restaurant or know someone who works at a restaurant who's looking to hire a server, and let me give you my quali- my qualifications and my list of wants, Okay. The restaurant has to be kind of bougie, like expensive, because girly pop, I'm trying to make a coin, not like a tiny coin, like a big coin. So bougie, nice, um, classy, ideally not a chain, um, nice work environment in the Long Beach area or nearby. Those are my preferences. So if you know anyone who's hiring a server, let me know, because girl, I'm looking for another job at the moment. Just, you know, give me some extra summer funds, because... Mama, everything's expensive these days, as we're going to talk about in this episode where we talk about America. So that's that on that. Um, so if any of y'all are looking to hire a little server like me, a little dainty doll, honey bunny, I am, I am at the waiting and I am ready. So that's that. Now, let's get into our hot takes, you guys, because I have many, many, many things written down. So this one has been in my mind because I've been 
recently rewatching Dance Moms. So I watched Dance Moms when I was a kid from 2000, the 2010s when it was on. Um, but me and Yasmin, bestie of the pod, as we all remember, are have been rewatching Dance Moms. And we're currently on season three. And you guys, this show is so... I think this is some of the best reality television that's ever been created because it is so obviously scripted in certain sections. But then also, like, the drama is so real because Abby Lee Miller is literally abusing children in real time. And their mothers are like... But they all signed a contract, so they kind of just have to be there. It's crazy, you guys. So if you haven't watched Dance Moms, get into it. It's wild. But this brings me into my hot take of this week. I think children who are in gymnastics and children who are, like, athletes should be, like, heavily monitored by the CIA and also potentially put in behind bars. Because, let me explain myself, if a child can do a backflip just with no thought in their mind, they can just do that without even thinking twice about it, who's going to stop them from killing you in your sleep? You know what I mean? Like, Children are scary, you guys. And children with six-packs, like on Dance Moms, all of those girls have, like, ripped abs. I'm like, these children are robots. Like, it's giving Megan, you guys. And they're going to kill me in my sleep. So if they're doing all these things fearlessly, what's going to stop them from taking me out? You know what I mean? So I think they need to be monitored and watched by the government because I'm truly frightened and afraid. So... If when I have children, if I have children, what if that ever happens, you guys, we'll see. I I would be afraid. I'd be afraid of them. I'm like, you can do a backflip. I I can't even do a backflip. The thought of it makes me have an anxiety attack. But this kid can do it without even thinking twice. You guys, that's scary. Is that not scary? Maybe I'm just a psycho, but like, I think it's pretty scary. So if you agree with me, please let me know because I don't want to be isolated on this thought. Um, and if you disagree with me, Keep it to yourself because I don't need to hear about it. Okay. Children are scary. Um, and then this one, this one is this is for Miss Tatiana Alvarez, too, because I said this to her because this I I this dawned on me. Um, I had woken up, this was like a day after a pride, a pride event. So I was like, you know, not hungover, not at all, because I'm a classy young lady, but I was kind of groggy and a little bit um um absent-minded, and I was just like foggy vibes. And I was drinking coffee with my friend Parker. And I was like, my friend Parker, we both have the same name to, you know, for all those who are confused. And I was like, you know what's so sad is that it's like, what's next for serving cunt? You know what I mean? Also, trigger warning, if foul language is the thing for you, skip ahead. But what's next for cunt? You know what I mean? Because when I was a kid, like, that was the pinnacle of a bad word. Like, that was like the worst word you could use. I would get in so much trouble if I even like said it at all or like thought it. Like it that was a bad, bad, bad word. And now I use that word as if it's a regular, 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 schmegular word. Just like and if, but, or as, you know, I use it like a common English term, almost as if it's never been a curse word to begin with. And, you know, we're kind of getting to the end of the era of saying, oh my gosh, that's serving cunt. So my, in my mind, it's like, what's next? Like, what, what, how can we outdo ourselves? Because at this point, I feel like we've reached the, the limit. We've reached the ceiling, and I don't know what's next. So if you know what's next, please tell me, because I want to be ahead of the trend. I want to be, you know, the, the, the what's it called? The, pers- the, 
girl, mean words today. It's Trendsetter, maybe? Trendsetter. What's, I'm trying to think of like a uh, trailblazer. I'm trying to be the trailblazer of the next trend, girl. I want to know what's, I want to know what's up and coming because I said this to Tati. I was like, what's next for cunt? We've reached the limit. Like that is literally the nastiest word. That is like the most aggressive, like triggering word for like millennials and boomers. So it's like at this point, there's nothing else for us. So we have we we have to figure out the new the new uh, terrain, I guess. So the next half of 2023, you guys, is us going to be discovering what else we can do with the human language. And if there's anything I can do as William Shakespeare, it's come up with something new. So let's work on it together, you guys. Let's workshop a new term for serving cunt because I'm so, so, so curious. Um, and that's that. So um, what do I have one more? I do. So this is kind of just like was orbiting in my mind because... I was watching a video of this girl also with a child doing gymnastics because my my Instagram and my TikTok for you page listen to what I have to say in my brain and then filter all this stuff into my feed and it's horrifying. But specifically, you guys, my Instagram reels, I don't know why my Instagram reels are this way, but if you are like close friends with me, I, I always get weird videos of like children singing but like they have like hundreds of thousands of likes on their photo on their videos, but like they can't sing. Like they're just like genuinely really bad. And like that's all my Instagram reels. It's like all weird people and like weird people doing weird things. And I'm like, what have I? Which I let me be honest, I live because I I live for people being wacky dacky and posting it on the internet. That's kind of what this whole podcast is. Um, but like I feel like it's a gift for me to see because it's so so strange and so far off the beaten path. But anyways, I was watching this video of a kid, do, kids doing gymnastics and this little girl like did like, she was probably like four or something. And this little girl tried to do a somersault and literally threw her body on the floor, like went fully splat. And this instructor was like, Oh my gosh, like being so gentle and caring and like good with kids, unlike myself. Um, and in that moment I realized I'm like, if that happened to me, which I, this happens in multiple settings of my life. Anytime anything slightly serious happens in front of me, all I possess the ability, the only thing I'm able to say is work. You know what I mean? So like, for example, let's say a, a person like crashes on their scooter in front of me. I would be like, Ugh, work. I would obviously help them. But that's my initial response to everything. So my brain is completely rotted to the point where my language is derived by cunt, work, and slay. So maybe actually what's next for all of us is me getting some mental help because, honey, the more I'm talking about this, the more embarrassed I'm getting. So we're going to kind of quickly transition out of this into the next segment because I'm getting embarrassed. So we're going to talk about 4th of July, you guys. It is the 3rd of July when this episode comes out. You could be listening to this on the 4th. That'd be kind of fun if you are. Um, so happy 4th. So for me, you guys, ever since I – this is a weird – day of the year in my opinion every single year it rolls around and i'm always a little bit like hmm eyebrow raise look to the left look to the right kind of vibes you know what i mean because when i see people partying with all that red white and blue with all those american flags part of me is i'm like so why are you doing all that you know i'm like hmm that's interesting of you it's very much giving republican it's very much giving white people it's very much giving like very specific crowd and, you know, 
no like no tea no shade but i'm just like girl do you have eyes do you have ears have you been listening have you been watching do you pay attention to anything because what the hell is going on here and i felt this way you guys probably ever since i became socially conscious which i would say was probably when i was 18 when i started college because that was when i came into my own in my sexuality that's kind of when i started to develop my own worldview and you know became more aware of things outside of my own life which i think is normal for most people when they turn 18 but ever since then you guys every 4th of july i'm always like a girl not all this and i always post some type of status about some type of something which i don't go on facebook anymore and i don't really do that anymore because i just don't think it's necessary but for years and years and years i was like what what are y'all doing because this is kind of cringe whether it's and let's let's be very clear here regardless of who is in office whether it's a democrat whether it's a republican there are a multitude of problems that are under the american umbrella that affect almost all, if not a large section of our population that we should be caring about because we're there are also citizens that deserve to be respected and taken care of. So it's a little spooky dookie. So this episode is going to be talking about, you know, politics, what I would do, because, you know, in the intro, I always say talking about things I'm unqualified to talk about. Hello, politics. I'm very opinionated. I think I'm right about everything. So you guys can't convince me that I'm wrong unless I am wrong, then... I'll, I'll, you know, take ownership, but I'm very, we're going to talk about my opinion on some things. You know, if I were to run for office, which I want to make very clear that will never literally ever happen ever, ever, ever in the history of my life, I will never run for political office because honey, this podcast alone would disqualify me from the public eye to be nominated for any sort of public office. So that will not be happening. But, you know, if I were to run, these would be the things that I would focus on. And also, I'm going to talk about how we can all celebrate the 4th of July in a slay way and in not a spooky way. Because so many things are spooky, okay? So, I also want to quickly distinguish between the two, you guys. So, there's, but I'm not really, I don't subscribe to either. But this word floats around a lot with this holiday. Patriotism and nationalism. Patriotism is, you know loyalty to your country, you know, you love for your country, support for your country. It's very country-based, obviously, patriotism, patriot. Then there's nationalism. Nationalism is supporting a singular group over other groups, aka white nationalism. So those are two words that I feel like oftentimes come up a lot on the internet in this time frame of the year and Memorial Day. But like, specifically this day so just so you know you can distinguish between the two both that is what patriotism and nationalism is obviously i don't necessarily subscribe to either because i think they're kind of weird because loving your country more than like loving morals and like the moral good is kind of weird but we'll get into that so i just wanted to distinguish between the two because i wrote that down in my notes i feel like that occurs on the internet a lot during the fourth of july time of year and that's on period so with the United States, I feel like a lot of times holding a critical view of things and topics and, you know, the moral gray area, oftentimes the common critique of that, especially towards marginalized people, it's usually this argument made at them where it's like, well, you should be grateful to live here because you have rights versus XYZ country does not, which is a very interesting argument in my opinion, because it's like, 
a lot of the rights that we have in this country are like inalienable human rights are just frank, just simply human rights that are like supposed to be given to us in any country anywhere in the world and are honestly in most countries given to most people. So to say that like we should be grateful for those things that, you know, are just a right of living is kind of an interesting flex. And then to also layer in the conversations of like race and gender and sexuality and like marginalization of people where it's like we are actively marginalized in this country. Many groups of people are. So it's like to tell some, to tell groups of people that, you know, they should be grateful for the rights that they have and other specifically, this is oftentimes made towards queer people. And they're like, well, in X, Y, Z country, they don't have rights to da, 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 da. So you shouldn't have anything to say because you should be grateful where it's like, what, and what kind of way are you trying to like stifle this conversation and end it? When we can we can still improve things here while simultaneously being critical of things happening there. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I can be critical of homophobia existing in XYZ country while still being critical of homophobia that exists in this country. It does not make me a bad person or a bad citizen to say that. If anything, I think it makes me a better citizen because I'm trying to make things better for all of us um, and make this a better place for us all to live. So that argument of like, well, you should be grateful for the rights you have, girl hit the streets because I don't have time for any of that. Okay. So now let's get into what I would be doing if I were the, not the president, because the president really realistically doesn't have that much power, but let's get into what I want to do and what I would want for all of us. And I think probably most of us agree. So this is going to be my platform and it's going to be, what did I say? My spiel about what we all need in this country from my perspective, of course, obviously I'm going to miss things and I'm not going to cover everything because this podcast is not going to run till the actual 4th of July from when we're recording this. I don't have the time to do all that. So these are some bullet points. So first and foremost, you guys, I've talked about it before. I will talk about it till I die. Healthcare. You guys, I've had so many run-ins with healthcare in this past week that have just been so absurdly complicated. And I'm sure if you are a an adult who's no longer in your healthcare, parents' healthcare plan, you can experience this yourself. Healthcare is so overly complicated in this country. The the premiums, the this, the that, the companies, the the providers, the, like it's literally a confusing net of misinformation that causes just so much disruption in all of our lives that literally just prevents people from getting healthcare. Like even though people have insurance, so I personally have health insurance. I go through the state of California and I have a plan that works for me. But it's still so overly complicated to a point where trying to actually get healthcare is sometimes more work than just writing it out and not getting the healthcare that you need, which is, as we know from you know extensive amount of research, is not good for you or your health or the longevity of your health. So, healthcare is a right, and I think we all have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I think in those three words, healthcare is a, a very strong bullet point underneath life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Because it's hard to pursue happiness when, you know, you're literally hacking up a lung because you can't go to the doctor, Diva. You know what I mean? So healthcare is a right. And as it's been said multiple times before, national healthcare or single-payer healthcare or um, what's the affordable, or what is it called? Uh, the Affordable Care Act is what it's called specifically here. But like nationalized healthcare is literally in the long term, cheaper than the plan we currently have. So if you're one of those people that's obsessed about money, that's obsessed about, 
oh, well, this it's going to be more expensive. Or we're going to be paying more for this. We're going to be doing more for this. It has been determined that literally it would be cheaper to do universal health care rather than the current system we have. But I'm not going to argue all without argue with you about that. Argue with your mother, okay? Because I do not have the time. And it has been determined already. Not to mention, healthcare has its fingers in all these other problems. You want to talk about homelessness? You need to talk about access to healthcare. You want to talk about, you know, childcare in this country? You need to talk about healthcare. You want to talk about family planning and abortion? You need to talk about healthcare. You want to talk about the pandemic? You want to talk about preventing pandemics? You want to talk about the pandemic that was people not understanding health or healthcare or, you know, simple like access to vaccines? You need to talk about access to healthcare. One of the reasons why the pandemic was such a nightmare was because people did not have trusted doctors that they could talk to about their own needs because they didn't have access to healthcare, you guys. See, this problem, this one topic has its fingers and hands in so many other facets of our lives that if we improve this main chunk, it will, I promise you, improve so many other elements of life. So that's all I'm going to say about healthcare because I'm not a healthcare professional. I do not work in the field. I am not necessarily the most educated on the topic, so I'm not going to continue spieling. But that is one thing that I feel like most people would agree upon is that we all deserve access to healthcare. We all should be able to go to the doctor and not end up, you know, broke or, you know, fear this one thing for me, you guys, I have such anxiety about like, what happens if I have to go to the hospital? Like, how would I be able to afford that? Which is crazy that we live in the richest country in the world and are afraid about that. It just doesn't really, you know, click or add up versus in other countries. Like, they can go to the hospital and it's a, like a, I don't know, I don't know how it works in other countries. So I'm not sure if it's free or just affordable. But, you know, that would be nice especially because we live in a wealthy place with so much wealth around us. It would be very nice. So that's one thing as well. So a uh, healthcare, we also, y'all, we need to talk about housing. Y'all, I'm sure you've been paying attention, but housing is unaffordable. And it's like, for what? Where are we supposed to go? Because we're demonizing homelessness while simultaneously making housing unaffordable. It's kind of giving, so what do you want from me? Because I can't work 24 hours a day. Um, if anything, I think we've all determined that an eight hour workday is kind of where we cut it off. 40 hours a week is considered full time. And if you're working full time, you should be able to afford to live your life full time, not, you know, on the streets. So we need to fix the cost of housing, either set it at a set limit or something. I don't know how it works. You guys, you know, capitalism is a beast that I am not willing to wrangle because I do not have the time. Also, in what way am I qualified? And it's such a mess, you guys. Like, rent going up, going down, this, that, and the other. Also, we live in, I live in Long Beach. A lot of you live in LA. The Olympics are happening here in 2028. I'm not sure if y'all feel the same way. I'm definitely a little anxious about it because um, how is that going to increase our cost of housing uh, with this huge international event happening? We'll have to wait and see. So, cost of housing, you guys. We need to work on that one. Not sure really how to do that, but I know it needs to be fixed because Girly Pop, it is a disaster. Not to mention, like, specifically in Southern California, we have a very large homeless population. And it's like, why, how can you see that housing is becoming unavailable 
because also there is a housing shortage too, which from what I've gathered from, you know, the videos that I've watched is that there is, you know, supply demand. We all, we all been in high school econ supply is low and demand is high. So the cost of it is going to be high versus if it were the other way around, supply is high and the demand is low, it's going to be cheaper. That is like textbook econ, blah, blah, blah. I'm not an econ bro. I'm not a finance bro. Never have been, never will be. Um, I literally spend money as if I have money. So like, I'm not the person to come to about financial uh, planning because girly pop, I am stupid. Okay. But like, there's a housing shortage while simultaneously being a very large population of people who don't have housing and people who can't afford housing. So we need to build more houses and we just need to make things more affordable, more affordable housing, you guys, um, in all areas of Southern California because it is crazy. But I'm kind of rambling and I'm not making much sense. So I'm going to scooch past this one because I'm not, um, I don't have much more to say. So y'all, let's talk about living wage, okay? I've been fighting at a certain place that I've worked at for a long time um, about living wage and what we should be getting paid. And especially working for companies that have a lot of money, we should be getting paid to be able to live life. And, you know, obviously having another job sometimes helps, but if you're working more than full-time hours, then it's ridiculous. So we have an issue with that, y'all. I'm sure you're all aware of that. We all want more money. We all want to be able to live and live without anxiety. So we need to work on that, you guys. We also need to work on um, refocusing our energy on our communities, supporting our communities financially, supporting our communities with regards to food and supply and supply chains because we've gotten so globalized that we're so dependent upon these foreign bodies to supply us with things that if there is an issue like a pandemic, for example, all of a sudden we're, we're up, a, up a creek. So it's like we need to refocus our energy on locally sourced and sustainable and sustainability and being able to support our communities financially and circulate our money around us so that we can uplift each other because we all need to depend on each other. So let's de-globalize de a little bit and focus our energy back into the community. Um, and la la la, something interesting. This is another conversation that I always just kind of get a little ick about with the Republicans, the Republicans, as the, the constant criticism of people on social systems or depending on social systems like food stamps, unemployment, um, family care, Obama, Obamacare, LOL, like depending on these social systems that are literally created for people in need, they're like, the criticism is like, well, you shouldn't depend upon them. It's like, okay, well, Mary, I wouldn't depend upon them if I had a job that was able to pay me so I could actually afford to live my life and not be so dependent upon financial assistance. You know what I mean? So it's like, rather than get mad at me for using these social programs, the safety net that was created, let's prevent people from ending up in the safety net. How about that, Mary? Have you thought about that one? Hmm, hmm, probably haven't. Interesting. Anyways, I could go on and on and on. I'm not going to. Foreign policy, it's a mess, you guys. We need to stay out of other people's business. I'm sure y'all already understand that one. We do not need to be involving ourselves in everyone's business. We do not need to be climbing up everyone's asshole, trying to figure out what's going on in their country, what they're doing, how they're doing it. And we need to, we're spending so much money on this, you guys. I looked this up today because I wanted to be correct about this. 
when it comes to talking about social programs and education and healthcare, things that we all want, that we all need to have a thriving, healthy populace, it costs money, of course. And we spend a lot of money on taxes. But did you know that 800, our military budget yearly, you guys, is $877 billion a year, or that's just for 2023. That is more than the defense budget of China, Russia, India, Saudi Arabia, the UK, Germany, France, South Korea, Japan, and Ukraine combined. All of those countries combined, it's, our budget is still bigger than theirs. So that's a little bit crazy, especially when you put in context the the current events happening around the world and like, oh, these people are starting wars with us. There is no such, con in my mind, and this might be a hot take, there is literally no such thing as starting a war with the United States when the United States has a military budget that we do. Because realistically and historically speaking, if you are all aware of history of the CIA and the FBI, the United States has destabilized and caused conflict and controversy in pretty much every country in the East and the South, like the global East, the global South, AKA Central America, South America, the Middle East, Southeast Asia, South Asia, and Africa. We have literally caused controversy for the last hundred years, like that we are now paying the price of. And then we're saying they're starting wars with us, girl. I don't think they're starting wars with us because we started it. So how about instead of starting problems and wasting money, let's, you know, reinvest our money back into our own populace and, you know, let's make the world a better place, but let's start off by not causing drama to begin with. <sighs> I could go on and on, you guys. I just, it's so frustrating. And especially when people get all up in this bandwagon of like, the United States is the savior and everyone else is bad. Or the, this specifically ties to the Middle East when they're like, they hate the West. I was like, girl, I don't think you know what you're talking about because I don't think that's the case. Um, I think their drama is the fact that we've destabilized their countries to a point that's caused such conflict and disarray that they are unable to recover financially and socially. Um, and they have an, an issue with us because we caused the problem. That seems a little bit more well-rounded an idea. But you guys, like I said before, I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to go on and on and on. But we you it doesn't take it doesn't take much brains to know that we're the problem it's me hi i'm the problem it's me taylor swift said it herself okay so if i can inspire you in any way it's to be you can be dumb but still be aware okay because that's me i'm dumb but aware i'm pretty much probably more aware than the average person but i'm still like not the smartest crayon in the box the sharpest crayon in the box the sharpest tool in the shed whatever i mean I'm pretty smart, but not that smart. So don't, don't expect too much of me. But yeah, so you guys, just be aware. Please, I, I pray to God, especially on this holiday. Like it gives the ick. It gives the ick that these people are like waving their American flags. I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. Like girl, enough. It's tired. It's done. We've seen enough. No more patriotism. The patriots, y'all put the flags down and take a break and drink some water because all the people that celebrate 4th of July all kind of look the same. Their skin looks like it's made of paper, mache specifically, and it looks like they have never worn sunscreen a day in their life. So drink some water, put some sunscreen on, girl, and give me a fucking break because I'm sick and tired of it, okay? So that's that on that. Let's talk about current issues um, that we need to all be aware of. And like I've said before, our government is being run by 
the class clowns, you guys. So I mentioned it in this la the last episode with Princess. I'm going to mention it again, you guys. It is imperative and it is beyond critical to vote because the problems that we're dealing with right now, you know, lack of access, all the things I literally just talked about for the last 15 minutes, healthcare, military budget, education, lack of access to higher education, lack of access to housing, lack of access to clean water sources or, you know, polluting water sources of indigenous peoples. All of these like issues that we've all been seeing are all tied to government and the government is run by people that we elect into office. So I know it sometimes is feels a little bit debilitating and um, hard to come by, especially when it comes to like president and things like that, where people are like, I don't want to vote because my vote doesn't make a difference. Let me tell you something that is literally not the truth, because you know who always shows up and shows out when it comes to voting? Republicans. They always vote. They always, always, always vote. And so if you are a person who's a leftist, if you're a person who's on the left, if you're towards the middle, wherever you are, wherever you fall in the spectrum of voting, it is beyond important to vote. Especially if you live in the state of California, I'm going to talk to you right the fuck now. It is so easy to vote in California. It is You can vote from home. Like they will literally send it to you in the mail and you just have to drop it off in a ballot box. That literally is probably within a mile or two miles of your home. Like it is that easy. It takes a little bit of time to, you know, research the propositions, research the people, you know, know who you're voting for. That takes time and effort. But that is a drop in the bucket of the work that you need to do in your whole life in order to improve the country we live in. So it is really not that hard. And you need to you need to find it within yourself to do it. Now, obviously, there are states that make it harder for people to vote gerrymandering. They literally make it hard for certain populations to vote, specifically like in the southern states, they'll specifically target like brown and black communities so that they don't have the ability to vote or that it's harder for them to vote. That is a very much a large problem that we need to also discuss that those states already know are discussing. So if you live in any one of those states, I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that. Um, and I hope that you vote for the people that are able to solve the problem. But end of the day, you guys, we all need to check our voter registration. We need to make sure we are registered to vote. Update your registration where you're living so that you can get the most accurate vote informa voting information for you and so that you can participate with government to whatever extent we you can, okay? Because I'm all for anarchy. Not really, but like I'm all for government change. I'm all for systemic change. I've voiced it before. I'll voice it again. Lots of things in this country are busted all the way down, but while simultaneously trying to change that from the ground up, we also need to, at the same time, participate with the system that is currently existing so that we can at least try to make things better while we try to, the like the short-term plan needs to also coincide with the long-term plan, right? Because if we all just don't vote, all these monsters are going to get into office and do things like they're doing now, which is like criminalizing drag queens, criminalizing being queer, criminalizing existing as a black, brown, trans, person of color. However, like they will make our life a living hell and so, so, so awful. So it's important to vote. So please, 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 please use this holiday. 
to check your voter registration. Make sure you're voting. Make sure you are signed up for the next election. There's an election coming around. There's usually one every year around November. But the the primary, like the big presidential election, that's coming up too, Diva. That's in 2024. That's literally just around the corner. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, time is flying, you guys. It's flying. So by that, by the time you know it, it'll be the time for the election. So make sure you're prepared. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you're educated. And let's get it going, Diva, because we have a lot of work to do, okay? And a lot of these problems that these class clowns are creating, problems like drag queens are grooming children or, you know, you know all the problems that they're just making up. They're literally distracting you from the lack, like, they're making you think that drag queens are the problem and not your lack of access to healthcare is the problem. Like, they're making you think that, like, queer people are the problem and not the fact that there is no grocery store within 20 miles of you is the problem. Like, they're they're creating problems so that they actually don't have to do work, you know? And it's actually that simple. So let's get them out of office, right? Right? I know a lot of those people are from states where there's a large support for them, but it takes a grassroots organization and let's get it moving and let's get it grooving because girly pop, I'm sick of seeing Marjorie Taylor green and these committee hearings acting with her whole ass out. It's exhausting and it's embarrassing. So if honestly, if anything, like I mentioned earlier with like all these countries around the world are like the United States, you're an embarrassment girl. Take a look at, take a look at the material doll because we are an embarrassment. It's so embarrassing living here. You guys, And so if you celebrate the 4th of July, not only is it weird, it's also kind of embarrassing for you. So red, white, and blue, no, ma'am. Unless you're celebrating France. That's kind of fun. But red, white, and blue here? Uh -uh. So here's my guide to having a fun 4th of July because, you know, you should still celebrate. Like, we all have the day off. Most people, I should say. If you're in the service industry and you don't have the day off, I'm so sorry. Please be safe. Get home safely. Lots of drunk drivers. We'll get there. But here's my guide to having a sleigh 4th of July, not creepy, scary, patriot vibes, none of that. So first and foremost, if you have pride decorations up, you guys, from June, just leave them up. Leave them up for the 4th of July. Just like keep some fun, like rainbow vibes going. Celebrate each other. Spend time with your friends. Go outside. Go to the beach. Go to the pool. Like be outside. Do do the 4th of July kind of thing. Keep that kind of vibe going, but without being spooky about it. Have a hot dog. Have a hamburger. Barbecue some food. Eat some dinner. Spend time with your friends and your community because at the end of the day, they'll be there for you at all times. So love on them. We all have the day off. So use it to the best of your ability and spread love with your community. Okay? So that's that on that. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your 4th of July. Um... Don't be weird about it. Be politically aware. Please and thank you. Please invest yourselves in issues. Find problems that you have and explore them, understand them, and talk about them. Because, you know, it's great to talk about problems that we have. If you have problems with healthcare, if you have problems with education, like all the things I mentioned, talk about them with people. And let's make ourselves a more educated populace so that we can demand the changes that we want slash need. Okay? So I'm going to wrap it up with this. A a final thing to do. I usually do this on 4th of July. I'm going to do this this year. I also do this on Thanksgiving every year. Besides voting and involving yourselves in the governmental process that is important, let's also donate, find a charity to donate to that we can involve ourselves with so that we can feel 
like change is happening. Involve ourselves with the change. And one of the times, one of the things you can do is donating. So this year, I will be donating to the Marsha P. Johnson Institute. I'm going to read a brief description of them just so that I can get their description fully, fully right. But the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, oh, not me opening the wrong one, LOL. Okay, here it is. The Marsha P. Johnson Institute protects and defends the human rights of Black transgender people. The Institute does this by organizing, advocating, and creating an intentional community to heal, develop, transformative leadership, and promote collective power. Marsha P. Johnson Institute seeks to eradicate the systemic community and physical violence that prevents Black trans people from actualizing freedom, joy, and safety. So I will be donating my money to them this year. I'm, I encourage you all to find a charity to donate to whatever size donation fits best for you. $5, $10, $20, $50, $100, whatever you can do. I think the action speaks larger than the amount that you donate. I encourage you all to do so. Um, I also encourage you all to find possibly more grassroots organizations, more smaller space organizations, because like things like the HRC, the Human Rights Campaign, and like huge mega organizations like the Trevor Foundation, all of these people, all of those companies have a lot of funding from a lot of people. It is better for you and us to put our money into smaller organizations that have less money, right? So that we can make a bigger impact. There's also um, another organization that I've donated to in the past. It's a great organization to donate to if you're looking for someone else to donate to. It is called the Black Trans Travel Fund, which they it's a grassroots organization providing Black transgender women with financial and material resources needed to remove barriers to self-determination and access to safer travel options. This is for things like for people who live in states where trans healthcare is criminalized or made difficult to access. It provides those people the access to and the resources to travel to other states to get it, to travel in their own state to get it. It provides them the resources. I highly encourage donating to this um, charity or group. I've donated to them in the past. If you're looking for someone to donate to, these are some great options. You can also obviously Google search some topics that interest you that are of interest to you, whether it's whatever marginalized group that you want to support this holiday. There are lots of them, unfortunately. And yeah, I also encourage you guys to research the indigenous tribe of the land where you're currently living because Fourth of July celebrates the United States of America and the United States of America was built upon the land that was taken from indigenous people. So if you live in Southern California, most of the tribe is the Tongva tribe. Um, I'm not the most educated on that, so do your own research on that. If you don't live in Los Angeles or Orange County, there are multiple websites that you can use to find the tribe that was located where you are currently living today. And I encourage you to research them, understand the culture, look at the beauty, the richness of their history, and potentially donate to them as well. We, you know, money, put your money where your mouth is, right? So I hope you all have a wonderful 4th of July. Um, please, please, please stay safe, you guys. Drunk driving is a huge thing on this holiday, just like it is on New Year's Eve. So take Ubers, take Lyfts, share drive, ask your friends to pick you up, ask your parents to pick you up. I don't know. Just don't drive drunk, please. Like, please, let's be smarter than that. If you're smart enough to drink, take a shot. You're smart enough to know not to drive, okay? So that's that. Be safe, you guys. Don't shoot off fireworks. Let's, I have to add this, you guys. I just thought about it right now. Fireworks rot in hell. I hate fireworks, you guys. They're pretty to look at, 
But, like, the, the stress they cause animals is just criminal. Like, every dog on 4th of July, is they deserve compensation in dog treats because the, the stress that they have to go through on that day is sick and twisted, okay? So just don't shoot off fireworks. Like, maybe you have little sparklers. Those are kind of fun. Like, the ones in your hands or, like, little tiny little poppers. Those are fun. But, like, the real big fireworks that y'all shoot off on the street, like, don't do that. Please, no more, no more, no, no more. So... I just had that intrusive thought, so I had to voice it. Um, subscribe to the podcast, you guys. The little subscribe button already popped up on the video, but it reminded me to say it because I always forget. Subscribe to this podcast, you guys. It's my birthday month, so if you literally don't subscribe. So last month, if you didn't subscribe, you're homophobic. And this month, if you don't subscribe, you literally have a personal vendetta against me and you don't want me to have a happy birthday. And that's literally disrespectful of you. So literally go off, I guess. But subscribe to the platform. Subscribe to the channel. I have a YouTube channel. You can follow me on Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast, whatever platform you listen to it on. Follow me. Leave a review. Leave a five-star review. I don't know. I don't know how it works wherever you wherever you listen to it. Like the video. Comment. You know, participate with, with the material, guys. It helps me out quite a lot. I love to see it. I love that you all listen to this podcast. I love making it for you guys. I'm having such a wonderful time. We are going to be on episode 19 and 20, you guys, by the time it comes around. And that's crazy. My goal was to get to 20 and we're almost there. So I'm so happy to see you all there. And I think the 20th will be my birthday episode. So if any of y'all have any suggestions about things you want me to talk about, things you want me to do, please reach out to me because I would, I, I, y'all are the listeners. I am here to talk about whatever you want to listen to because if you're going to spend 50 minutes listening to my my dumbass voice ramble on and on and on about something, at least let it be something that y'all want to hear. So, and also I did a bonus episode, you guys. The Little Mermaid episode was like I recorded it at home and Solomon wasn't there and I kind of felt like I was flying off the handles because I was I was sitting alone. It was kind of crazy as I said in that episode. If y'all ever want me to do another bonus episode in the future, again, let me know, you guys. I'm so open ears to it. I'm here to produce whatever content you guys want me to. I'll also have my own ideas, of course. But if you have anything you want me to do, DM me, text me, reach out to me. I would love, love, love to hear what you have to say. Other than that, have a great rest of your day, you guys. Please stay safe. Happy 4th of July. And I will see you guys all on the next episode next week, okay? Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Parker's Pointless Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review, share this with a friend, or both. Can't wait to chat with you all again next week. This is your host, the daintiest doll in town, Parker, signing off. Bye.